European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 47. Focus Issue, Dyslipidemias, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. An update on triglyceride-rich lipoproteins and their remnants in atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Residual cardiovascular risk in patients on optimized low-density lipoprotein, or LDL, lowering therapy remains a hot topic. While inflammation explains part of the residual risk, triglyceride-rich lipoproteins and their remnants may also play an important role. This focus issue on dyslipidemias contains the special article entitled Triglyceride-rich lipoproteins and their remnants, metabolic insights, Role in Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease and Emerging Therapeutic Strategies, a consensus statement from the European Atherosclerosis Society, by Henry Ginsberg from the Columbia University, New York, USA. The authors point out that recent advances in human genetics, together with a large body of epidemiological, preclinical and clinical trial results, provide strong support for a causal association between triglycerides, or TG, TG-rich lipoproteins, or TRL, and TRL remnants, and increased risk of myocardial infarction, ischemic stroke, and aortic valve stenosis. This consensus statement critically appraises current understanding of the structure, function, and metabolism of TRL, and their pathophysiological role in atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, or ASCVD. Key points are 1. A working definition of normo and hypertriglyceridemic states and their relation to risk of ASCVD. 2. A conceptual framework for the generation of remnants due to dysregulation of TRL production, lipolysis and remodeling as well as clearance of remnant lipoproteins from the circulation. 3. The pleiotropic proatherogenic actions of TRL and remnants at the arterial wall. 4. Challenges in defining, quantitating and assessing the atherogenic properties of remnant particles. And 5. Exploration of the relative atherogenicity of TRL and remnants compared to LDL. Assessment of these issues provides a foundation for evaluating approaches to effectively reduce levels of TRL and remnants by targeting either production, lipolysis, or hepatic clearance, or a combination of all these mechanisms. This consensus statement updates current understanding in an integrated manner, thereby providing a platform for new therapeutic paradigms targeting TRL and their remnants, with the aim of reducing the risk of ASCVD. The role of omega-3 in the prevention of cardiovascular risk remains controversial. In a fast-track article entitled A Possible Explanation for the Contrasting Results of Reduce IT versus Strength Cohort Study Mimicking Trial Designs Takahito Doi from the Copenhagen University Hospital in Denmark and colleagues tested the hypothesis that the contrasting results for the effects of high-dose purified omega-3 fatty acids on the prevention of ASCVD in two randomized trials, reduction of cardiovascular events with eicosapent ethyl intervention trial, or REDUCE-IT, 
versus long-term outcome study to assess statin residual risk with Epinova in high cardiovascular risk patients with hypertriglyceridemia, or strength, can be explained by differences in the effects of active and comparator oils on lipid traits and C-reactive protein. In the Copenhagen General Population Study, or CGPS, with 106,088 individuals, to mimic trial designs, the authors analysed those who met key inclusion criteria in REDUCE IT, N equaling 5,684, ASCVD equaling 852, and strength, N equaling 6,862, ASCVD equaling 697. Atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease incidence was followed for the median duration of REDUCE IT and strength, 4.9 and 3.5 years respectively. When combining changes in plasma triglycerides, LDL cholesterol and C-reactive protein observed in the active oil groups of the original studies, estimated hazard ratios, or HR, for ASCVD in the CGPS was 0.96, 95% confidence interval, 0.93 to 0.99, mimicking REDUCE IT, and 0.94, 0.91 to 0.98, mimicking strength. In the comparator oil groups, corresponding HR were 1.07, 1.04 to 1.10, and 0.99, 0.98 to 0.99. Combining these results, the active oil versus comparator oil HR was 0.88, 0.84 to 0.93, in the CGPS mimicking REDUCE IT, compared to 0.75, 0.68 to 0.83, in the REDUCE IT. The corresponding HR was 0.96, 0.93 to 0.99 in the CGPS mimicking strength compared to 0.99, 0.90 to 1.09 in strength. The authors conclude that the contrasting results of REDUCE IT versus strength can partly be explained by the difference in the effects of comparator oils, mineral versus corn, but not of active oils, icosapentaenoic acid or EPA versus EPA plus docosahexaenoic acid, on lipid trials and C-reactive protein. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Kevin Mackey from the School of Public Health Bloomington in Indiana, USA. In conclusion, Mackey points out that the current European guidelines recommend consideration of eicosapent ethyl in combination with statin therapy for high and very high-risk patients with triglyceride concentrations in the range of 135 to 499 milligrams per deciliter, or 1.5 to 5.6 millimoles per litre, despite statin treatment for reduction of ASCVD risk, although important questions remain. Additional randomised control trials of ASCVD outcomes and surrogate indicators, such as coronary plaque progression, will be needed to further clarify the magnitude of the effects of icosapent ethyl on ASCVD incidence and the mechanisms responsible for such benefits. Acute arterial vascular events in the coronary, cerebrovascular and peripheral beds are oftentimes critical or disabling 
and represent the most feared manifestations of atherosclerosis. While these acute events across vascular territories shared related underlying pathobiologies, the total burden of acute arterial events has rarely been described in an at-risk cohort. Nor has the aggregate impact of lipid-lowering therapy on panvascular acute events been well described. In another fast-track article entitled Effect of Evolocumab on Acute Arterial Events Across All Vascular Territories Results from the Fourier Trial Azuma Oyama from the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts, USA and colleagues assessed the impact of the proprotein convertase subtilism kexin type 9 or PCSK9 inhibitor Evolocumab on acute arterial events across all vascular territories including coronary, cerebrovascular, and peripheral vascular beds in patients with established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, or ASCVD. In the Fourier trial, 27,564 patients with stable ASCVD on statin therapy were randomly assigned to a volocumab or placebo. Acute arterial events were a composite of acute coronary being coronary heart disease death, myocardial infarction, or urgent coronary revascularization, cerebrovascular, being ischemic stroke, transient ischemic attack, or urgent cerebral revascularization, or peripheral vascular, being acute limb ischemia, major amputation, or urgent peripheral revascularization events. Of the 2,210 first acute arterial events, 74% were coronary, 22% were cerebrovascular, and 4% were peripheral vascular. Avolocumab reduced first acute arterial events by 19%, HR 0.81, P being less than 0.001, with significant individual reductions in acute coronary, HR 0.83, cerebrovascular, HR 0.77, and peripheral vascular, HR 0.58 events. There were 3,437 total events, first plus recurrent, with evolucumab reducing total events by 24%, incident rate ratio 0.76. The magnitude of reduction in acute arterial events with evolucumab numerically increased over time, with a significant 16% reduction, HR 0.84, in the first year followed by a 24% reduction, HR 0.76, thereafter. Oyama et al. conclude that the addition of the PCSK9 inhibitor Evolocumab to statin therapy reduced acute arterial events across all vascular territories with a robust effect over time, indicating a panvascular impact of aggressive lipid-lowering therapy on these acute and clinically meaningful events. The manuscript is accompanied by a thoughtful editorial by Carl Oringer from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine in Florida, USA. Oringer notes that an expanded role for PCSK9 inhibitors to treat acute arterial events is of great clinical interest. Yet the apparent greater reported effect of avolocumab therapy on acute cerebrovascular or peripheral vascular events observed by Oyama may be related to the smaller number of events in those vascular distributions as compared with coronary events. The results of future randomized controlled trials 
will provide a more definitive answer about whether such therapies provide a therapeutically beneficial and cost-effective approach to preventative therapy in this very high-risk population. In a clinical research article entitled Directly Measured versus Calculated Remnant Cholesterol identifies additional overlooked individuals in the general population at higher risk of myocardial infarction. Annette Varbo and Borges Njordersgaard from the Copenhagen University Hospital in Denmark tested the hypothesis that high directly measured remnant cholesterol is associated with increased risk of ischemic heart disease or IHD and myocardial infarction or MI in the general population. The authors also explored whether directly measured versus calculated remnant cholesterol is superior in identifying individuals at increased risk. Overall, 16,207 individuals from the Copenhagen General Population Study with both directly measured and calculated remnant cholesterol, both representing cholesterol content in TRL, were followed up for 14 years to analyse the risk for IHD and MI. Compared to individuals with both directly measured and calculated remnant cholesterol less than 80th percentile, 75% of the population, those with only directly measured remnant cholesterol greater than or equal to 80th percentile had HR of 1.42 for IHD and 1.83 for MI. Corresponding hazard ratios for individuals with only calculated remnant cholesterol greater than or equal to 80th percentile, or 5%, were 1.14 and 1.14 respectively, and corresponding hazard ratios for individuals with both directly measured and calculated remnant cholesterol, greater than or equal to 80th percentile, or 15%, were 1.48 and 1.67 respectively. The authors conclude that directly measured versus calculated remnant cholesterol identifies 5% of overlooked individuals in the general population with cholesterol-rich triglyceride-poor remnants and a 1.8-fold increased risk of MI. This manuscript is accompanied by an interesting editorial by Alberico Luigi Catabano and Angela Perillo from the University of Milan in Italy. The authors conclude that the need for a clear definition of remnants has raised its head. Further research is warranted to obtain a recognised clinical method for accurate measuring of remnant cholesterol levels, which should include an in-depth characterization of measured lipoproteins and the validation in other populations. This will allow the comparison between studies and the validation of remnant cholesterol as a potential target for therapy. Atherosclerosis is a chronic progressive inflammatory disease involving the synergistic interaction of lipid metabolic factors with the cellular components of the vessels. Formation of macrophage-derived foam cells is the hallmark of atherosclerosis. During atherogenesis, monocytes are differentiated into macrophages in the subendothelial space and internalized oxidized low-density lipoproteins, or OxLDL, through scavenger receptors such as SRA and CD36. The interplay between the scavenger receptors and OxLDL in macrophages induces a secretion of cytokines that recruits immune cells into the vascular wall. Increased uptake of OxLDL and or reduced cholesterol efflux 
leads to lipid dysregulation in macrophages and promotes foam cell formation, triggering a series of inflammatory responses, ultimately establishing plaque formation and atherosclerotic lesions. This issue contains the translational research article entitled Macrophage NFAT C3 Prevents Foam Cell Formation and Atherosclerosis Evidence and Mechanisms by Xiao Liao and the Zhongshan School of Medicine in Guangzhou, China and colleagues. The study investigated the specific role of macrophage calcineurin nuclear factor of activated T-cells or NFAT C3 in atherogenesis. Macrophage-specific NFAT-C3 knockout mice were generated in a mouse model of adeno-associated virus mutant PCSK9-induced atherosclerosis. NFAT-C3 deficiency in macrophages promoted foam cell formation by potentiating SRA and CD36-mediated lipid uptake. NFAT-C3 directly targeted and transcriptionally upregulated MIR204 levels. Mature MIR2045P suppressed SRA expression in canonical regulation. Restoration of MIR204 abolished the proatherogenic phenotype observed in the macrophage-specific NFAT-C3 knockout mice, and blockade of MIR204 function reverse the beneficial effects of NFAT-C3 in macrophages. The authors conclude that macrophage NFAT-C3 upregulates MIR204 to reduce SRA and CD36 levels, thereby preventing foam cell formation and atherosclerosis, indicating that the NFAT-C3 stroke MIR204 axis may be a potential therapeutic target against atherosclerosis. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Catherine Moore and Cohen van Solingen from the New York University School of Medicine in New York, USA. They highlight that the identification of the NFAT-C3 regulated nuclear MIR2043P stroke CD36 and cytoplasmic MIR2045P stroke SRA axes adds new layers to our understanding of the regulation of foam cell formation and atherogenesis. The ability of NFAT-C3 to coordinately inhibit the expression of two important scavenger receptors for foam cell formation and its down-regulation in monocytes and plaque macrophages of patients with CVD identify NFAT-C3 as a potential therapeutic target for the treatment of atherosclerosis. The issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions. In a commentary entitled, The Reduction in Cardiovascular Risk in Reduce IT is Due to Icosepentoic Acid in Icosepentethyl. Philippe Gabriel Steg from the Université de Paris in France and Deepak Bhatt from the Harvard Medical School comment on the recent publication A possible explanation for the contrasting results in Reduce IT versus Strength cohort study mimicking trial designs by Takahito Doi from the Copenhagen University in Denmark. Doi et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.